I am Sarah Rainey, world traveler, speaker, author, and travel concierge. Over the years, I have lived a life full of passion and adventure through travel. Today, it is more important than ever to learn the secrets to creating a dream vacation. There is one thing you cannot get back, and that is time, so don't waste it. As your travel advocate, I want to share with you the secrets that I have learned over the years. Or you see TV commercials. They say we're not. They say that all we want is something cheap and something quick. That we're not special. I'm here to tell you that you are special. You are unique and you deserve to have a vacation as unique as what you are. We really are. And I look around this audience and I see all these women, and I know a lot of you are widows like me. Traveling alone as a widow is complicated. Uh, my main problem is toilets. I had more problems with toilets over the years. I've fallen in them in those sweaty potties in uh, Morocco. I've gotten doused with water in Japan with those modern wonders they have there. I got locked in a bathroom in Austria. <laughs> Believe me, that is my problem whenever I'm traveling. Now, let's take a look at this ad here. Is there anybody in this room that really believes that they are going to get all this for a $299 interior state room on NCM? There must be a lot of people out there that do because this is a new ad. And look down, you actually get friends and family sell free. Friends and family sell free. Do you know I had a call on this? Somebody actually fought. They could read our whole family for $299. <laughs> it's incredible. Now this month, they upped it. Now you can get free airfare or reduced airfare. I don't know who would ever believe this. Nobody in this room would. Nobody in this room would. Now, whoops, can't see up there, can you? Okay. Finding yourself in the wrong social atmosphere can ruin your trip, but the right one can make your trip. Believe me, this is so true. This is so very true. I want you to take time to invest in yourself. I'm going to see if I can get this on better up there. No, it's, it's this here. I don't think you can. Sorry. Anthony, it's the, the... Oh, okay. I guess I'm worried about today. Uh, you do need to take time to invest in yourself. Too many of us don't. We're out there working every day. We're, you know, we're going and doing things for other people. So we need to do things for ourselves. We are very, very special. Now, a tourist. A tourist is somebody who has no expectations on anything. They really, some of them don't even know where they're going. They don't know what course of call they've gone to. They've allowed somebody else to make all their arrangements. I cannot tell you what problems that can involve. I had a client who contacted me some time ago. I was kind of impressed that she contacted me. I guess I never thought that she probably went through a hundred other people before she got to me. But she wanted to go to Puerto Rico on a cruise. Her new husband, uh, I guess they just decided to go on a honeymoon or some type of a trip. But her new husband was one of those type. They were going to get free airfare with his points. They were going to now do some type of an auction to get a hotel in Puerto Rico. Don't ask me. I don't know. Then I gave her six ideas. She picked the cheapest one. She never read it. She picked the cheapest one. So I knew everything up for her. I get her to sign off on everything. I thought she was reading it. I sent it over to her, along with the gift. Two days after she was supposed to be on the cruise ship, she calls me up and says, 
So then I just open up my packet. What do I do? Well, I got her on a flight, she had paid extra money for Then she finally looked at her tickets and she said to me, why in the world am I flying out of Liberty, New Jersey? I said, because that's what we last quarter call. She didn't even know what quarter call she was going to. And this woman, if I mention her name, you probably know her. She's not here. She's not here. But it's very important. Now, let's talk about a savvy traveler. Now, savvy travel seeks out unique travel experiences that make them the envy of the other people in your, in your area. Whenever the tourist is talking about shopping someplace, seeing a tourist site, you're talking about something special. Now, this happened to me years ago. I was on the Trans-Siberian Railroad with National Geographic. And we went from Vladivostok to Moscow, then we took a train to St. Petersburg. While touring in St. Petersburg, we went to the Hermitage, and then we went back to our hotel room, we were getting ready for bed, there was a knock at the door. Get dressed, come down, there's something very, very special for you to see and do. So all 16 of us trailed down over the steps, into the cars, over to the Hermitage. There, we met up with eight other people. So 16 of us, eight other people, and the Russian ballet. Those other eight people, believe it or not, were the last surviving Romanovs. They were there to bury Maria, their grandmother. Talk about an honor. I get chills today that I was able to do that. It was truly a wonderful, wonderful experience. And that's what it should be. It should be wonderful experience. It's not Carlos and Charlie's. I don't know how many times I've heard people say how they got drunk on board. Come on now. Okay, all that money got be drunk. Jeez. <laughs> now, like I said before, savvy travelers. They want safety, comfort, value, and uniqueness. Not quick and cheap. You want value. You want value for your money. And you want something special. Now, I'm a concierge. I'm not a travel agent. I'm not here to sell you anything. I'm here to give you ideas. And how I do that is I ask the right questions to get the right answers, to research the right companies, to give you the right ideas. It's not what I like. It's what you like. To help you plan a holiday as unique as you are. Excuse me for my backside here, ladies. <laughs> I have some questions that I'm going to ask you. On your handout, you will see one, two, three, four, five, six, and seven. Everybody see that? And you should have a pencil. I'm going to give you questions. So these are six of maybe 20 questions that I ask. And I want you to answer them. What is the primary experience you are looking for when you are traveling? Is it family time, romantic getaway, relaxation, adventure, or maybe something else? Write it down. I have a prize for somebody. What lifestyle are you looking for? Are you looking for a luxury, exceptional service, all-inclusive? Make decisions and pay as you travel? What are you looking for? What kind of atmosphere are you looking for? Lots of people, crowds, many activities, quiet and peaceful, adults only, family friendly, older crowd, younger crowd, something else. You're unique. It could be something totally not on there. Now, special interests. This is very important because if you go on a cruise and has a group of 2,000 people on it that are special interest, and it's not your interest, it can be very boring for you, very uncomfortable. Now we have theme groups. Meow, meow. Now that is a singles cruise for those people who like cats. 
Can you imagine 2,000 people who like cats and want to talk about their cats all the time? Bring out the pictures. Now, the steampunk and the high seas ball, that is for nerds, computer nerds. Now, if you don't fit in that, you'll be uncomfortable with I'm talking all about that. I thought on when I did destination talks on board ship, and I was on one from the Midwest. They were all farmers and ranchers. Now, I came from a farm years ago. I left home when I was 17. I am not interested in hay, straw, roping, bulls, and beef. I used to eat chicken and fish. I was totally uncomfortable, believe me. And then you have opera or symphony, ghost hunters cruise, murder mystery, civil war history, wine and beer tasting, culinary, cougar cruises. Elvis cruises, 60s cruises, any type of cruising possible around, LGBT. And the last one. Anybody know what that one is? You do? Were you on one of them? No. I certainly would not want to be on the boat after this group was on, though. Although, that's not for me. <laughs> now, this is very important. What kind of dining do you like? Do you like buffets? Or do you like to dress up and go down to the dining room? Have you ever been on a ship where you want to get dressed up, you get down to the dining room all called up, and here comes somebody walking in with a, you know, looks like they didn't even change clothes, they go to dinner. It destroys the atmosphere. Or you go walking around in your beautiful dress, and here comes a bunch of people that have their swimming suits on. It depends on what you like. Now, as you can see where I'm headed to, I'm not the swimming suit crowd. You might be. You might want that. So, either it's buffet or fine dining. What are you interested in? Stall treatments, nightlife? Kayaking, museums, local villages, theater, shopping, wine tasting, or something else. <laughs> now, this is what you need to think about. On your next vacation, name one thing that you have to do, you must do. One thing, it could be anything. Anything you would like. Now, I need a volunteer. Okay, please stand up. Oh, she's, she's doing this. Don't do that to me. Okay, please stand up. Oh my goodness, this is not a senior community, is it? It's not. I'm not used to that. I saw a child out in Sun City and I'm like, what's that? Could you read off your answers for me, please? Adventure, pay as you travel, quiet and peaceful, Vacation. Would you raise your hands again, those two? 
who had all had two and had I guess four of them. It was this lady here and who was in the back? Okay, the lady back there. Okay. Again, you can see how unique you are. Imagine 15 other questions. There's something out there for you. Don't sell. Don't sell. Now let's talk about value. Now value to me means you know what you're paying for. You know what you have to pay for, and it's as unique as you are, and it's within your budget. Everybody has a budget. I have clients with $2,000 budgets and some clients with $60,000 budget. Everybody has a budget, and you have to keep within your budget. Now, this is interesting here. In 2015, airlines generated $3.5 in add-on fees. $3.5 In the good old days, which we all remember in here, I see a little bit of gray hair around here, we had economy, we had business, we had first class. You had your suitcases included, you had food, sometimes you had alcohol and drinks. Today, get the paper pillows, blankets, water, even your seat and even the inches between your seat you pay your report. In some cases, with agency approved consolidator fares, business class may be your best value. Your comfort zone. 
Well, I have to tell you this, but you all have special needs. I had one mom get so mad at me, she almost threw something at me when I told her that. And she could barely walk. She was a friend of mine. Unfortunately, she's in hospice right now. Now, the American Disabilities Act is not on board cruise ships. That's ADA. When you're on board a cruise ship, you are in another country. So let's talk about special needs. You may be too tall and have to have a bed extension. You might need a special pillow. You might have dietary requirements. You might need a chair to sleep in. You might need a scooter, a wheelchair. I have to take my husband on board a ship in a wheelchair, and that is hard to do. Now, special needs dogs. Uh, there have been a lot of people that have taken Pupu and Fifi on board, which is distorted for those people who have special needs. They don't have to let them on board. They don't have to let them on board. But if you do take a special needs dog on board, I have to set up, I have to contact the ship to see if you're allowed to have a dog on board. I have to arrange for a potty for it. I have to make sure that you have all the vaccinations for the dog, not for you, all the vaccinations for the dog. Then I have to call the embassies of the countries that you're visiting to see if you can take the dog ashore. This all requires a lot of paperwork. Medical facilities on board are all different. And I have to say, it depends on money. Everything depends on money. That's why the ships that are more luxury, and you know they don't advertise, has better medical equipment. However, on board, they are required to have one doctor and two nurses, and you have to be going 24 hours, or be on call for 24 hours. And also, I do want to tell you this. The ship captain can put you off at any port if somebody's ill, which is what happened to me. My husband, I took him on, I knew he was dying. He wanted to go on a cruise. We got in Honduras. He couldn't breathe with his breathing apparatus. They put us off the police, bag, bag, and baggage. I was on my own to take care of everything. They take care of everything. Now, what the problem was this, I wasn't, I thought I knew everything because I had been in the travel field before, I worked for Princess Cruises before, and I thought I knew everything. But guess what? I didn't. If I would have gone to somebody like Linda over here, Linda Bale is an expert in, in travel insurance, Medicare travel insurance, and Medicare. In fact, she's written a book on it, and she's fantastic, and she will answer any of your questions. She's your advocate. I didn't think they got hurt because I thought I knew enough about it. Hey, I was in the travel field in the 70s. And I knew everything. Guess what? I had to go up with $50,000 overnight to get my husband back into the United States. If he would have passed away down there, it could have been up to $250,000. Now, insurance, I'm going to stop for a minute and talk about insurance real quickly for Linda. I am, I am a, a travel concierge. I do not know anything about travel insurance at all. My responsibility is to sell it to you. And if you don't buy it, you have to sign a waiver because I don't want to get in trouble if something goes wrong. I don't want you coming back and say, hey, you didn't offer it to me. And the insurance that the company is offering you is not Princess Insurance. That is just the name they give it. It is a third party insurance. Oh, of course, it's not free. With the exception of destination ships, there's a free. Now, before you go on a vacation, especially overseas, you need to go to a travel clinic. This is a local one here in this area that you can go to. You take your itinerary to them. They will tell you what vaccinations you need. They will give you all kinds of information. When I went on a seven-week trip, um, with National Geographic, 
through, uh, let's see, Central America down, or South America, yep, South America down through Antarctica, which is the most spectacular trip I've ever taken in my life. I was living in California. And I knew that that was, you know, sea levels. I wanted, I knew I was going to Machu Picchu. Machu Picchu, you have to go into Cusco. That's 12 feet. Uh-oh, I guess I'm still here. <laughs> 12,000 feet. I knew I would get high altitude sickness. I went in and I got medicine. Thank God I did, because when I got that plane up Cusco, it was still like a chest on me. And all the cocoa leaf and tea in the world, if you didn't have that medicine, you wouldn't been able, I wouldn't have been able to breathe. I would have missed out on that. I would have had to fly back down to Lima by myself, get a hotel room, pay for extra air, be by myself, and then three days later, I would have missed out on Lake Titicaca, which is a real lake, by the way. It's up there in the Bolivian border. That is 13,000 feet. You have to plan. That's what a savvy traveler does. They plan. Again, you are unique. Make the time to invest in yourself. Plan your trips. Don't buy them. There's always somebody there willing to sell you anything. Let's talk about safety. Yeah. Now, we all know. We hear it in the news all the time. In fact, I'm going to tell you about a couple accidents that happened just recently. Some vessels stress safety, some do not. Right now, we have probably all name one that does not stress safety. Because 90% of the problems you hear on TV or in the news are with them. I heard it. I do not represent them. <laughs> they are actually on my do not market list with Signature Travel Network. Okay, whoops. There are no rules preventing ships from sailing in dangerous waters. That is crystal. They should never, ever, ever get in that water. There's ice. 10% above, 90% below. Not too long ago, down in Antarctica, the Larsen ice sheet fell off. 2,000 miles broke off of Antarctica floating around. You need an icebreaker when you go into those type of waters. Fortunately, when this went through, they did have an icebreaker in front of them. Now, I hope you can all read that up there, and I'm going to try to read it over here. This has to be, no rules prevented Vikings died from selling in perilous waters. Now, the authorities began to investigate into the high-stakes evacuation of Vikings died off the coast of Norway last month. One issue will not be probed is to why Viking Ocean cruise ship was on the itinerary in the first place. This was just recently, last month. Okay? But Viking, like the rest of the industry, was completely free to offer the itinerary to its guests. No agency tells international cruise lines where they can sail or what time of year. Now, Viking is a good company. But if people want to go someplace, they're going to take them. Unfortunately, the next week, Viking hit um, another boat in near Budapest. 28 people are presumed dead. That was last, about two weeks ago. The Kapala MSC Opera, which is a huge ship, went down the Grand Canal in Venice. Anybody been to Venice? It's a beautiful place to go. And you know if you take a ship down, you're going to be destroying Venice. And they barreled into a Uniroll ship. And they, I guess he just hurt a few people. Oh, that sounds horrible, doesn't it? Just hurt a few people. But that is what happened. That was just oh, a couple weeks ago. Now, highly trained and experienced crew members come with a price tag. That is the reason why you hear so many problems with some of the cruise ships, because they don't charge enough money to maintain maintenance on board a ship. They just don't. Or good food. Now, what you don't know can hurt you. This is very important to remember. What you don't know can hurt you. It is essential to make sure you know the culture and the rules and regulations of what you can take into another country and also bring back into the country. This is very important. You can get a fine, you can go to jail, 
You go to prison, you got life in prison, or you can have a death sentence. Or something as simple as pseudopath. Pseudopath. <laughs> this is Laurel Plummer. Beautiful girl, 33 years old. Not the smartest tool in the tool shed. Believe me. She packed her bags about three years ago. She was going to go visit her husband, who was an Egyptian in Cairo. He supposedly had hurt his back. She took pain pills to him. As she arrives in Cairo, guess what? They had the drugs smelling dogs. Is that what you said? Thank you, drug sniffing dogs. Then she was arrested. She was taken to Cairo prison, or jail, excuse me. She thought it was a joke. Then they gave her a 32 page, I don't know where her husband's at, 32 page document in Arabic. She signs it. Now, obviously, if she had gone with somebody like me, she would have never been in that position. But, what happened after this was that she was convicted. She was sent to a uh, ladies' prison in Cairo. You can look it up on your computer. In Cairo, 15 by 15 foot cage with 25 women in it, few beds, one toilet. She was released this December. And whenever the news media got a hold of her and said, what in the world would you take in 300 criminal pills in Egypt, let alone, or anywhere, let alone Egypt. This was her answer. There was nothing on the travel site that said I could not bring drugs into the country. Of course not. They're there to sell you. They want your business, they're not going to tell you anything negative. That's my job. Now, this is very true. We talk about taking in pain pills. We know we don't do that. But there's a lot of other things you can take into the country that can get you into trouble. And like I said, this is one of them, and I'm going to talk about in a minute. Japan has zero tolerance policy. Anybody been to Japan? Beautiful place, isn't it? Except for those wonderful Torments <laughs> that have four buttons on them and a, I think a jet. But anyway, they have zero tolerance. What they have zero tolerances on is sodabed. Sodabed. 99% conviction rate. No court. We just go and, uh, uh, Linda, is it a panel they go to or what is it? Generally, yes. It's uh, not like a judge and jury. It's uh, there's a, a court of several people who hear your case. Okay. It's not like a judge and jury. It's just several people hear the case and force 99% conviction rate. Off you go. Very important to know these things. Now, when you go into Japan, they are so strict. They even include cosmetics and medicine. That's if you're going to stay a month or two. There's a lot of paper work that you have to do. I've never done this, and I certainly don't look forward to doing it because I've read over it. It is horrendous to do. Now, we all know about medicines. But what about blue jeans? You can't take blue jeans into China. You can take yellow pinker from polka dot, I guess, but you can Also, in China, they also have a, um, I believe it is, oh, I know what it is, that you, if somebody's drowning, you can't save them. Of course, in Portugal, you can't pee in the ocean, too, so. I don't know how they'd ever get you on that. High heels. In Greece, they don't like, they don't want you to have them in uh, religious sites or because of the fact that they damage something. Flip-flops, sandals, in Capri, makes too much noise. Hugging and kissing in places is a no-no too. Be very careful of that. And baby walkers. God forbid you take a baby walker into Canada. $200,000 fine. 
if they think they're going to sell it or give it to somebody. Then you have the holy gum. That could be any gum. Now we all know that you go to Singapore, you can't chew chewing gum. You need to have a prescription for chewing gum. In Singapore. If you have a bunch of packs, packets in your suitcase, packs, excuse me, not packets, packs in your suitcase, they may think that you're going to be crafting to them and you'll be getting for drug trafficking. If you have to be aware of these things, it's not a matter of taking an iPhone and clicking, as AARP tells us to do, and selecting something. You have to know where you're going and know the culture. However, this next little guy, don't ask me why, he is not allowed in China on the playgrounds. He is on clothes, he is on wallpaper, he is on um, sheets, baby clothing, everything. Why in the world would you not need, why in the world would you not take this little guy in? Shame on him, he doesn't have any pants on. Know which cruise line suits your needs. Different cruise lines offer different experiences. I cannot stress that enough. Now, I'm going to go through a list of cruise lines. These are all different cruise lines. There's a couple hundred of them. I do not represent all of them. I do not um, even um, would recommend all of them. But they are there for your choice. You have ship destination ships. That is 500 to 600 or 6,000 passengers. Most people go in there are tourists, and they go in there for what is on board the ship. They don't care about destinations. Then you have the luxury boutique, all inclusive, 500 passengers. Then you have riverboats. The difference in riverboats basically is only the amount of people on board. They're basically about the same size. Then you have, oh, these are my favorite ones. Expedition and destination cruise lines. This is where the big ships can't go. This is what I took down in Antarctica. And ladies, if you go to Antarctica, there's some things you have to take with you. A swimming suit, a red bra, a, a red bra. Wow. Because if you take a red bra down there, you can eat and drink free. <laughs> While you're in forensic. I do have a story about that in my book. It's called uh, uh, Bathtub Laka, Red Ross, and Hitler. A lot of history down there. Bars, 8 to 10 people, super luxury. Paddlewell steamboats, luxury lots. That's a wind star. That's a big boat to be honest. Now, this is Aqua Expedition. This is a six star. Uh, this only goes into three different ocean, three different waterways. It's very exclusive, only for adventurers. There are no, there's no Wi-Fi, no internet, no TV, because you're going to places the other boats do not go to. Beautiful. Make sure you read and understand the fine print on all documents. Oh, please, dear God, make sure you read it. <laughs> I've had people get into trouble because they didn't. Now, I did start talking about insurance just a minute ago. I'm kind of all over the place today because I don't have my cheat sheet. But, again, my responsibility is just to sell it to you. The cruise company's responsibility is just to sell it to you. They don't have to give you a copy of the contract. They don't have to tell you anything. I don't either, but I do. If you do not know what that insurance covers, if you do not have a number to call, and you do not know what to do, you're throwing your money away. I have, this is an excerpt from my book. I have a booklet for everyone in here like this. This will tell you basically some of the things that I found out that the insurance will cover, and a little bit on what to do if something goes wrong. So there is a copy up here for everybody. Everything's going to go wrong today. <laughs> there we go. What about Medicare? What about Medicare? 
there's the lady to talk to. Medicare does cover you in some cases. Flying over Canada in an airplane. And up to, and sometimes on board ship inside the plane. What is it, six miles in? Within six miles. Within six miles that you're on board a ship. If something goes wrong, your Medicare will take care of it. I might take care of it. Never said anything way off when it comes to insurance. But I tell you what, this gal over here knows everything about it. Now, this is very important. A child traveling alone, or excuse me, you're all grandmothers. Well, maybe not all of you, I know I'm not. But um, if you want to take a child on board that's not your own child, and or you don't have your husband with you, you do need to get a letter stating that you're authorized to take that child and to get medical help. If one of the partners is deceased, you have to read a death certificate. Now, yeah, yeah, you're right. Child trafficking. Now, make sure you read the fine print. Uh, recently, I had a friend who, she always books through me, and she booked this very um, lovely tour of Hawk. It was a bus tour. And she wanted to take a 13-year-old child with her, or a grandchild with her. Well, she knows about having to get the letter. But I asked Hawk whether or not they could take a child 13 years of age. Well, oh yeah, sure, it's 16 years of age. In the fine print on the itinerary, look, they are going to be spending a fifth and sixth night at a luxury retreat. Minimum age, 16. If she would have taken her granddaughter on there, what would she have done? She'd have to get another hotel. It's, you have to read the fine print. You really do. You need an advocate, not a sales agent. You need someone there to help, support, advice, guidance, and assistance. You don't want somebody pushing you to buy something. Now, travel professionals. You have travel agents, travel advisors. Ask the verified travel advisor, which is what I am, and bespoke travel advisors. Now, travel agents normally work on quota-based companies, travel advisors, and the rest of them work for non-quota-based agencies. Now, the difference between ask to verify travel advisor and these other travel advisors is this. I can set up private tours, restaurant reservations, theater, um, limousines, but what I can't do, that these folks, the, uh, the Beast uh, advisors do, they can get you an audience with the Pope, tea with the Queen, <laughs> but you have to pluck down $100,000 fee. There is one in New York, been in there for years. Now, why is a consortium important whenever you're dealing with a travel company? Well, I'm a signature travel network. And why it is important is an organization made up of independent travel advisors and agencies that are not quota-based. This is very important, not quota-based. Why is this important to you? I have the time to negotiate with the companies. They get you a better value. They get you more amenities. I don't have to sell you as soon as you walk in the door. I have suppliers and, uh, of course, travel advisors. We have to have we must have certain requirements and be invited in. We just can't go in and be one of the groups, so to speak. It to include, we have to have fingerprints and background checks. Travel agents don't. You're giving out a lot of information to somebody. You have to make sure that you're with the right company. Now, there's a lot of good travel agents around. Don't get me wrong. Quota-based agencies, they are encouraged to sell specific properties and cruise departures. The goal is speed and volume, that means taking your order and moving it on to the next course as quickly as possible. That's all they can do. They may have all the knowledge in the world, but that's all they can do. 
Many times due to their marketing, partnership, and offer, they are one size fits all. Hey, everybody wants to go on carnival. Because it's the fun ship. Everybody wants to party. I don't think there's too many people in here who want to do that. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> they usually have salespeople rather than professional travel advisors. Who are Asset Verified Travel Advisors? Well, we are the standard for excellence within the travel advisor industry. We take many tests, we pay a lot of money to join us. It's a volunteer policing agency. Now, to find a reputable travel sales agent or a verified travel advisor, go to ASTA.org, American Society of Travel Advisors. There, you can go through all the travel advisors, all the travel agents that are in any area around the United States, actually around the world. You can read our bios. You can see what our niches are in. You can see what kind of certifications we have whether you're dealing with a travel agent or you're dealing with a travel advisor. You're dealing with somebody reputable and somebody good and somebody that it is their job. I'm almost through here. Yeah, I just wanted to give them a chance to ask questions because I'm guessing there's probably a lot of them. Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> now, time is the most valuable. It really is the most valuable thing that you have. Believe me, if anybody would know that, I know that. Thanks to my global connections, I have inside knowledge that not only is you great restaurants, entertainment, private tours, I can also track some good value for you. You are unique. You're special. Don't ever forget that. Make time to invest in yourself. And the rest of this is about me. <laughs> and we're going to stop there because I think you have something you'd like to say. Well, no, I just wanted to give, I'm, are there questions? No? Okay. Keep going. Whatever you were going to say. Keep going. I figured people would be raising their hands going, what about this, what about that? So. Are there any questions? Anybody have any questions? Yes, ma'am. Pardon me? Uh, oh, that's a good question. Linda has uh, flyers up here. Let me show you. And business cards. Up. And business cards. Right here. She has a telephone number on there and everything. And she does have a book coming out, too. She actually trains Medicare insurance people. That's how much she knows about it. She's very good. Any other questions? Okay. Don't forget to pick up your free book. Your three pamphlet here. You each have one free. And also, I do have my new book here. I'm not going to talk about it. It's horrible at sales. But this happens to be stories and things and experiences that have happened to me in my travels around the world. And it does have a lot of um, trivia in here as well and a lot of internet sites that contact so that you can go ahead and travel safely. And thank you. She has a question. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> What's your question? You mentioned what your favorite trip was mm -hmm. South America. Antarctica. Antarctica. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious, what was your least favorite trip? <laughs> Morocco. Why? Why? I was by myself in a strange company and I fell into the hole. A squatty body. <laughs>
double her eyes. I have a sign above the bathroom that says water closet. Honestly speaking, ladies, that's the reason why I have several chapters in my book. In fact, it was supposed to be a different title. Bathrooms around the world are really something else. In Vietnam, you crawl through a hole with a piano. I mean, and there's troughs in places, and oh my goodness, and you're a lady? Now, I was in the military many, many years ago, and I trained with the guys, and I'll never forget those bathrooms. Right now, they're in luxury compared to some of the places I ended up in another country. What about, uh, I'm back here, I'm over here, it's Leslie. Oh, sorry. <laughs> how, how about the bathrooms in, I don't know all the places, but I know in South America and Guatemala that when you have to go number two, you don't. It doesn't go down. But you, you have to put it in the trash can next to you. I was in the Shergold Palace. This is the Orient Express train from Istanbul down to Venice. And I've stayed at the Shergold Palace. Anybody been there? It's three palaces put together. At that time, it was very expensive. At that time, I could afford it. Today, I can't. But at that time, I could. Uh, I hate to admit this. But in this luxury hotel, I clogged up the toilet twice with toilet paper. <laughs> If there is a trash can next to you, you use it for everything. And also, it's it's incredible. I don't. We're eating here, okay? <laughs> There's a lot of things I could tell you, but not here. You can call me and ask me, or read my book. There you can find out. I also learned about handicapped bathrooms in Scotland. I pretty much flooded the floor below me because I've never used one before and they put me in a bed a room with one. Didn't tell me what I was supposed to do with it. So. <laughs> you might want to if you're you know, not using a handicapped bathroom. You might want to learn about it. <laughs> it can be embarrassing. Years ago I took a group over to Japan. And I was in a hurry, and you know how you get in and you throw your clothes down and you go in and you go to take a shower? Well, I set myself down, pushed all the buttons, couldn't figure out how to use the doggone thing. But there was one button that I pushed, I did not realize it was an emergency button. And I had somebody knocking at my door from upstairs. Mrs. Rainey, are you okay? So, yes. Believe me, I've had my problems. Traveling as a woman by yourself is complicated. It really is. I mean, I'm a certified tour manager, and I was left behind in Hercula in Italy. The rules are different than mine. I count my people. I make sure they're there. They don't count them. They just go. You have to know where you're going, the culture, the rules, and everything when you travel. Is that it, guys? Any more questions? All right. Well, I think we should give uh, Sarah a big hand in order to ask more questions. Give us one each of Thank you, Sarah. Thank you for tuning into my podcast today. I invite you to visit my blog on sarahrainey.com. And if you would like information on having me be a guest speaker at your next event, please visit livingalifeofpassionandadventure.com. Until next time, this is Sarah Rainey, your travel concierge.